So about, I don't know, four or five years ago, I went on a, a hunt to try to figure out how people learn and how do they get better at whatever, you know, reading, playing ball, what, you know, playing an instrument, whatever, whatever you're doing, writing, and any sort of a practice. How do people learn their, their trade or their hobby or whatever? And um, so here's what, I, here's what I discovered. There is uh, general learning, and then there's deep learning. And I said, I want to I wanna know deep learning. That's what I'm after, you know, mm -hmm. especially like in the spiritual yeah, arena. Sure. You know, general learning, uh, I can quote the books of the Bible for you. Or I know, I can quote John 3.16 or something like that. You know, that's general learning. Uh, it's the stuff you pick up when you listen to a sermon or read a book, mm -hmm. uh, etc. Deep learning on the other hand, and this is the work of a guy named David, uh, either Epstein or Epstein, I'm not sure how he says his last name, David, David Epstein. Um, but anyway, he, he defined deep learning as learning that is both resilient and flexible. Hmm. And uh, what he means by that is that a res uh, something that I've learned that is resilient is something that I won't forget. And it's something that I won't be easily dissuaded from. So I own it. I value it. You can't talk me out of it. Uh, I believe this, etc. Flexible means whatever I've learned, I uh, know how to take that and apply it here and here and here and here and so forth. Mm -hmm. So... Let's talk about our faith a minute. Then we say, "Well, I uh, general learning's fine, but I really, I really want a resilient, flexible faith. I want a faith that I won't be easily dissuaded from. Mm -hmm. I want a faith that uh, that uh, moves and morphs, uh, not in terms of truth, but as I try to figure it out and so forth. And I'm not going to be easily dissuaded from this. And I want a faith that is." Uh, relevant to me every day of my life. So, yeah, I want a faith that's relevant when we're having a conversation like this. I want it relevant when I go to church. But I want it relevant on Monday morning. I want it relevant when the insurance company won't pay what they owe or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. I want my faith like that. That I want a deep faith. Now then, here's the deal. Do you know what it takes to achieve deep learning failure ah and lots of it yeah that's the only way you get deep learning mm. and so the way that our heavenly father has set this up is uh i say uh, heavenly father <clears throat> i want to know you i want uh i want what i believe about you to be resilient and I want it to be flexible so that I can apply it throughout my life. And so here's what God has said. Okay, uh, failure is going to be necessary. But I want you to understand, son, that it's not 
failure as in you no longer belong to me, I no longer like you, I no longer love you, you have fallen out of my favor or away from my good graces, that, we're not going to talk about that because that is a static situation. You are totally accepted with me. You're absolutely secure in my love and in our relationship. I have made you a new person and nothing can unmake that. So you are completely free to trust me and to fail and to struggle and it not affect your standing with me. You are completely free, secure, etc. to learn without fear of reprisal. And so I'm able then to say, all right, I can, I can give it everything I've got. But that changes the definition of failure then. No, I mean, I still don't get the result I want. But you get an opportunity. I get an opportunity. To learn. I get an opportunity to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. failure is not, not making the mark. It's about going beyond the mark because you listened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around that failure just means I have an opportunity to trust God. And that's very basic. It's, yeah. it's far more deep than that. Yeah. But it, well, you have an opportunity to trust God when what you are endeavoring to do or pursue or whatever hasn't worked out like you want it to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And when it doesn't work out like you want it to, uh, let's be clear, that that results in all kinds of emotion and struggle and yes, and that's the point. Yeah. That's how I learn deeply mm -hmm. is through struggle yep. and so forth. So uh, here again, if we wanted to to you know kind of circle back and tie this together, when Alex, the physical therapist, was telling me to, to uh, try to you know, push that door jam six inches to the left, what he was doing was he was causing my muscles to fail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he created massive failure. All, all aspects of my muscle fibers, every one of them, failed. And my brain was working as hard as it could to correct to correct, it was bringing all of its resources to bear on that problem. There was pain that I felt uh, from that, fatigue, etc. Uh, but then there was a learning that occurred when I picked up the dumbbell. Hmm. Now then, my body has learned something deeply in that it says, okay, I have the ability to pull, to, to lift this dumbbell. Hmm. So it's very simple, yeah. and yet it's very complex, and uh, practicing it is uh, not fun, per se. Failure is not fun. It's not fun, no. But um, the deal is, it's necessary. Yeah. And our Father, who loves us dear, dearly, will see to it that no failure goes without reward. Uh, he will turn that to our advantage. Yeah. 
as you were talking about this, another thought came to my mind is that um, to achieve the deep learning, yes, you have to fail, but do you also have to find a place where you can rest? Yes, absolutely. One of the other, one of the other disciplines is, I put it together, silence and rest. Yeah. And yes. so yes, one of, the, one of the disciplines is rest. And that's very important. And so, like when I was driving to, uh, to come here on Friday, uh-huh. uh, now that I'm thinking backward, the work with Alex was on Thursday. So when I got up on Friday morning, I was tired. Yeah. And I thought, I'm glad I don't have to go see Alex today. Yeah, I'm, to rest. I'm grateful to have <laughs> the time in the truck yeah. to rest. Yeah. And uh, because that's how, so so the, the to close the loop on the idea, uh, when when my muscle fails, like we were talking mm-hmm. about, then the the conclusion, if you will, in your brain is, okay, I did not know that this was part of what we needed to do. Uh, we can't let this happen again. We need to build back stronger. And that's the whole point yeah. of working out with weights, right? Yes, yes. And that's the whole point of discipline. Well, in order to build muscles, you have to break them down. There you go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, they create the lactic acid in your sore, and that's, that's breaking down muscles. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it's, but it's necessary if you want to build it up. Yeah. Now, let me say this, Rick. Why are we talking? Why are we having this discussion? What's the point? These, so these things are essential, these uh, spiritual practices. Yeah. Essential to what end? And they're, they're, they're essential to two ends. Uh, number one, uh, to quote Foster that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, other people like Dallas Willard and mm-hmm. people that have thought about this a lot, um, the practices uh, don't make us right, they don't, uh, improve our standing with God, etc. Et yeah. What they do is they put us on a path that God walks. And so the image is <clears throat> that if I'm on this path and it's the path that my Heavenly Father walks, then He and I are going to encounter each other mm-hmm. on that path. Mm-hmm. And the uh, picture that these guys paint is that the path is narrow and there are precipices on either side of this and they developed that idea as well but that's for a a story for another day but the point is that I can't miss God and God won't miss me in this so that's the first kind of idea here Uh, I practice because it's in my heart to know my Heavenly Father Mm -hmm. And the way I know my Heavenly Father, the way I understand what He's doing and what He's thinking, etc., the way I understand what He's done is through these practices. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if a group of us are uh, practicing these disciplines together, then the... the uh, cumulative effect, the cumulative benefit of practicing together means that uh, we create a cumulative strength. Mm. Mm. So uh, when I, 
you know, I've been watching the organized church for probably three decades, but I've been watching it pretty closely for two, and it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it is not good. There are no good numbers for the organized church in the in the West, and so as I and they're getting worse, and the pandemic made it dramatically worse. It made those numbers dramatically worse. So as I thought about this and I prayed and I just I wanted to help father what can I do what what can I be can I provide some sort of redemptive tool or effort or whatever and ultimately the answer was let's write this book because if the organized church will return to its roots if it will return to those fundamental essential practices, then everything that's in our heart will happen, and everything that we're supposed to be as the church will also occur. <clears throat> when that begins to happen, now then the church begins to perform the function that the church was designed for in society. And so that's why I wrote the book. Do you suppose the church is going to have to fail before it? Well. It already is. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, here. yeah there's no good numbers right yeah. now for the. We're, wow. we're not doing a good job with our uh, corporate faith. So, read the book. Get a copy and read the book. You won't regret it. What's next? Buy, buy what one else for you? your mother yeah. and your brother and your neighbor. And everybody in your church. You will help feed this starving soul. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, final words on rigorous grace. And then we're going to talk about what's next. All right. Um, you know, we probably whipped this horse about enough. We whipped it pretty hard. Yeah, we whipped it pretty hard. I will say this. Um, it's... I did not really understand exactly what I was writing. I mean, I had an outline and all of that. Mm -hmm. I did not really understand the depth of the profound nature of these disciplines until I had to think about them hard enough to write a book. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is an important, an important book. Not, not because I wrote, I mean, there's other books out there on the spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And if you don't like my book, uh, the, go go get a different one and read it. But the point is, these are essentials. So uh, that means they're very important. Yeah. So and thanks for talking about this and for having this I, set up. I enjoyed uh, it. I, yeah, I enjoyed I'm, the I'm book. I'm so honored to yeah. have had the opportunity. Thank we're you. We're both okay. We're both honored. I'm honored that you're here. Well, but I'm more honored that you're honored. <laughs> and we're both more honored I that Stone's honored. I just don't see how that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next what's your next endeavor my next endeavor I have to change the planet yes to change the planet <laughs> uh, first of all I gotta go there's one hole that we I did not catch there's a big fish and I did not catch that fish Ooh. so that's a problem well, I need to so we have to come it. back yeah um, I have a a small project and a large project right now that I'm working on I am working on a, uh, what, what I think, it will, first of all, it'll be a series of articles at my blog site, which is my name.com, PrestonGillum.com. 
And uh, while I was away a week ago and had time to myself and, and solitude, um, I landed on uh, Psalm chapter 37, verses 3, 4, and 5. Mm-hmm. And I lived with those three verses for that whole week. Wow. And uh, I deliberately uh, quoted them in my head as I uh, went to sleep at night. I deliberately thought them through again as I drove home from Colorado, which is where I had gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I thought about these three verses, they, uh, they really took on a depth for me. And uh, one of the phrases in the first, the first verse, verse 3, is to cultivate faithfulness. Mm. And as I thought about that, I just heard in my thought life the voice of God saying, Son, uh, this is what you and I need to be about uh, for you and for the people that read what you do. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well the most straightforward thing for me to do on that would be to write down what Father and I talked about for a week. And so that's the the smaller project that is uh, uh, going on. The first one of those, the first episode of that uh, appeared on Friday, I believe. And again, you can go to PrestonGillum.com and find that in the blog tab. And I don't know how many of those articles there will be. There will be nine or ten maybe in the then I'll probably put them together in some sort of short book or something. So that's the, that's the small project. The big project that I'm working on is basically a continuation of those two black books, that, the novels, uh-huh. although uh, it will be a stepping stone in the, in the uh, nonfiction world that will give me a platform to re-enter the fiction world of those two black books and uh, it's on what we commonly think of as spiritual uh, war spiritual warfare and I don't mean the spiritual warfare of the keys of the kingdom and binding Satan and casting out demons and all that sort of stuff that's not I mean that's part of it but that's not what the book's going to be about rather very quickly the thesis for that book is that there are different types of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> there are uh, different passages of scripture then that apply to these different types of spiritual warfare. And the deal is, if you, uh, for example, uh, think that the warfare that you're involved in, uh, the, the, script, the applicable scripture is Ephesians chapter 6 that talks about the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and so forth. But in reality, the area of warfare that you're in is the warfare that's talked about in Corinthians 6 where it says, hey, the weapons of our warfare are spiritual for both the left hand and the right. Ah. Now then, all of a sudden, I've got a different kind of a battle mm-hmm. here. And so uh, the, the deal is if you're fighting a battle that requires an offensive weapon in both the left and the right hand and you're, you're in Ephesians chapter 6 thinking, oh, I need a shield and a sword, uh, you're going you're gonna to lose your fight. Mm. And when you lose the fight, then, of course, the, the devil will come to you and tell you, oh, look here, the scripture failed. Uh, God was not true to his word. You don't have what it takes. Uh, you're whipped. 
go home. Yeah. You know, and then you'll, if you buy all that, now then, you know, your head's down, your tail's tucked between your legs, and you go home dragging, you know? And kind yeah. of for good reason. Yes. Uh, in a way. Yes. But the accusation that God failed you is not true. No. It's just you didn't understand what you were doing. Yeah. And so, uh, part of the idea is, well, if I can write that down, then uh, I want to do that. And uh, there'll be 11 different categories of spiritual warfare that I have outlined for that book. And then once I've done that, then I want to return to the world of fiction and show that. Uh, so, you know, uh, picture's worth a thousand Yes. Words. So that's, wow. that's the plan. And I won't get that done by Christmas. <laughs> so don't expect any in your stockings. No, if you would rather read that book, forget it. Read the orange book. That's right. <laughs> See, that way they'll buy two books. That's, 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 that's a good that's, plan. That's what you, yeah, yeah, that's a good you, plan. You're, think, good. you're a thinking man. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> well, we've been doing this for an hour. Have we really? Yeah. We're a minute and 42 seconds over an hour. I'll be. Yep. Wow. This is so good. Thank you thank for coming. My pleasure. Thank you Thanks for, for having me. Thank you for get to know this guy. He's worth knowing. Go his website. Read his books. Get to know Preston Gillum. Thank you, Preston. Thank you, Rick. Yep. And thank you.